Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Because I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. ERN presents TNT on BTR with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Grab in wrestling fans and get ready, because it's TNT and it's dynamite. Welcome to another loaded edition of Wrestling Authority Radio, live on the Evolution Radio Network, a pride, pr- proud presentation of Rampage Productions. My name is Statistic Sean David. I am joined by my one of my co-hosts. The other one's having some problems getting in. We're going to try to get her in here as soon as we can. The Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. Yes, she will be in momentarily. Uh, you know how it is with her getting into the studio for first things first. Um, hopefully, Brian doesn't have that issue later on. Um, tonight, we will be doing our Wrestle Wars 2016 deep dive. Steve Kane is going to attend uh, some of it. Um, as some of you know, uh, that was four years ago on December 10th. Um, we'll be doing a deep dive into that later tonight and talking about uh, that event and everything that happened with it. Yep. Among many other things, so... Yes. Um, Katie is going to keep trying. She's having some real issues this this evening trying to get in. Hopefully nobody else has that issue. Um, There has been a lot to happen in the world of professional wrestling since I left for a vacation. I am going to be divulging into as much of that as I can in the time period that we have and um, trying to... um, Trying to... Get everything uh, situated with yeah, that. Yeah, talk for a minute, Sean. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually call Katie in. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I don't know if it'll let you because remember that's international. Um, so um, we're gonna be talking about a lot tonight. I want to start things off tonight by giving everybody an apology for the last time that I was on air. 
Um, we had a big, big problem with one of the guests that we had on here two weeks ago. Um, I don't think that that gentleman will be back on these airwaves, um, and I'm a little upset about that. But when you come into somebody else's house and don't wipe your feet and don't show respect, um, that gets to be a problem. And uh, I, I don't uh, appreciate the actions of that man. It was Katie's birthday, and um, you know it's one of those things that she – did not deserve to have that done. And like I said, I was on vacation. Um, this was the first real vacation that I've ever really taken, and it was much needed. Um, Katie and Steve will tell you that. I came back in a lot better headspace, uh, just at peace with everything, and kind of um, being able to, uh, I, I guess you would say, kind of find myself again. Um, and I, I, I just turned 30, so, you know, having that trip to be able to find myself again was very much needed. I do not appreciate the actions or the comments of Mr. Kenny, the star maker Bolin from two weeks ago. Oh, and we are going, we are going to be taking some steps to rectify that. Well, okay. Once again, um, it happened to me. It didn't happen to you. It didn't happen to Steve. It happened to me. So why are you discussing it? Isn't it up um, to me if I want to discuss it? Well, it is, but as, as the, um, but yeah, no, program director here, I, I, I don't agree with his actions. I just want to make that statement clear. Um, I, I actually left the show um, because there was so much riffraff going on that I couldn't I, – I had to go or I was going to lose my shit, and I didn't want to do that. Um, Katie, you may say what you want about the situation, and then Steve can. Um, Katie has always it. been good to us, but um, uh, that was uncalled for in my book. No, the only problem I have is it's my birthday, and why, why are you yelling at me on my birthday? Why are you calling me an idiot, idiot on my birthday? Why are you telling me nobody's here to see, see or hear me? Maybe nobody's from your show, but I have my own personal listenership, my own fan base, okay? Right. Just, and just because we don't get a thousand live listens like you do, Mr. Kenny Bolin. No, yeah, you're not going to like what I say next after this. Doesn't mean that we're <laughs> a piece of shit show. Okay. Did you ever think that maybe the way that you behave is why John Cena won't acknowledge you? Did you ever think of that? When's the last time you heard from the Miz? Okay. You want to come here and 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 put me down? You know, like our our show is an entirely different format. You sit there and say, "Oh, I'm in character." Okay. And for the fourth time, now you have to be told that this is a not in character show. If if you want to spout off like your character, that's one thing. But you want to come and spout off on, on me and tell me I'm a fucking idiot and put me down on my show, that's not cool. I, I do have great love for you, Mr. Bowen, but I don't have great love for the way that you handle things. Okay? You basically came to our show and said that, yeah, I'm here to make your show better. Like, who the hell does that? Okay? That wasn't cool. That's one of the only things. And you know what? I don't care about your chat. I don't give a shit about your chat. Why are you reading your chat out on air on my birthday when I'm trying to talk? You know? And the greatest sin of all. I don't care how you feel about the sport. I don't care if you don't watch the sport. You obviously know nothing about the sport. And, uh, yeah, football, honey, we run further than you for number one. Number two, basketball, we fucking invented basketball, so you're welcome. But hockey... The sacred bastion of all of Canada 
and you're going to shit on that on my birthday, that's fine. And you shit on Ozzy Osbourne, too. There's another thing. Okay, like, I don't care how you feel about something. That's your feelings. I understand that maybe you and I don't get along because we're too much alike because, yeah, I do tell, I tell everybody all about themselves. But when someone has something to say, I'll let them say it. And I actually sat here and said, thank you for allowing me to pick your brain over the years and be a sponge. You know, I even apologized after the first little quarrel, you know, and I mean, I even allowed you, you know, like, I, I allowed you your, your Filipino fundraiser discussion. Okay, I mean, I felt, I felt bad for Hugo, to be honest, you know, I mean, Hugo seemed to be okay with it, but I don't think so, he's a man of God, but it's just, no, man, I, I don't care what you do on your show. You know, but I did I did make fun of you. Yeah, and every time you do drink all eggnog, yeah, you are swallowing. Okay? Yeah. So I brought that to your audience too. You're welcome. But yeah, it is funny. It's funny as hell. But yeah, don't you know, like I like when you usually come on our show, Kenny, yeah, I expect you to take over the show, but I, ex- I expect to be able to talk and I expect Auntie Roxy to be able to talk too. And you spoke down you spoke down to both of us. Okay, you don't talk down to women on my show. You don't degrade women on my show. Sure, go ahead and defame them, but don't sit there and talk down and degrade women on my on my show. And the reason why I'm calling it my show at this moment because it was my birthday. It is our were show. Right. Our show. But that was your show, baby girl. That's yeah. uh that's the way that was. Um, so we're gonna get I mean, off like, this. I wanna yeah. I wanna apologize Next. for anybody that I want to apologize for anybody that tuned in and, and could not really uh, – did not get their normal uh, listenship like they would that week. Tonight, like I said, we'll be doing the rest well, of the uh, 2016. Sean, Sean. Go ahead, honey. Honey, I've already had complaints about that show, okay? Yeah. Um, We'll be doing our Wrestle Wars 2016 deep dive in hour two. I'll be having a couple people calling in that were a part of that event. Steve will be helping with what he can because Steve uh, helped me produce that event. But unfortunately, because of the blizzard that we had that night, Steve was actually not in attendance for that event. I was left to run things by myself and uh, with Brian Blade, who will be here later this evening. Um, So we'll be talking about that. The first thing that I want to talk about is we have some big news in the world of professional wrestling. Um, I am waiting for an audio clip to upload, and then I will get into that. We have some huge news coming out of Impact and out of AEW, and um, even even before that, um, with WWE, we've we've had a lot that's been going on all over the world of professional wrestling. The very first thing that I want to say is uh, I did not get a chance to say this the last time I was on, and we were not on last week. Um, I want to thank the uh, people that made it possible for Pat Patterson to be a part of this business. Um, I listened to over six hours of podcasts on Pat Patterson about Pat Patterson's life, and I learned a lot. Um, As a gay man that is in this business, I cannot imagine in 1962 meeting somebody and and trying to introduce them into this crazy world and trying to um, make it known that that's who I was because – Let's face it, and Steve and Kate, uh, I don't know if Katie's this, I don't think Katie's this old, but Steve will understand what I mean when I say this. In 1962, if you were a gay man, it was very, very, very rough. Um, I believe mm-hmm. that was before we had Stonewall riots, and they would arrest you. They, things were a lot, lot, yeah. lot different. Oh, if they, yeah, if they, if they caught you, you yeah, were, it was you were arrested. I mean, being a, being a, Practicing homosexual 
was in many states against the law. Yeah. And, and or or lesbian or trans or whatever. It didn't matter. The I, whole rainbow. Uh, right. You know, they, they mean, I, and in some some places they considered it, um, uh, let's say, uh, that you were hysterical, that there was something wrong with you. They actually, and they still do, still have camps trying to turn you straight. Um, really? I'm so glad that nobody ever tried to do that to me. You know, I, I that's also why I didn't tell anybody until I left home. Okay? Right. Until I left the hell home. Nope. Didn't tell nobody. And all my mom says, you just got to be different, don't you? And my dad's like, yeah, I've known for a while. I just went, oh, okay. <laughs> um, the legacy that Pat Patterson left behind as a wrestler mm. will always be remembered. What people don't realize is how close Cam and Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon really were. Those were the three main oh, people. Oh, I forgot one. Briscoe. Uh, uh, yes, Briscoe, too. Those, those yeah, four sure. were the main right. driving forces behind the WWE. Well, I didn't mention Briscoe because in the, in the early goings, Briscoe wasn't involved. It was uh, Patterson, I know. Bruce Pritchard, and Vince McMahon. And, but anytime, um, anytime something went down, those were the two first ones to come out would be Pat and Briscoe. Oh, yeah. They'd be the first two to run down if anything went down in the ring. I That's what I remember. I could not <laughs> imagine um, the kind of legacy that Pat Patterson has left behind. I hope I get to leave something similar to that um, because he's, he's the father of the Royal Rumble. And basically yeah. that happened because uh, he had been talking about this battle royal, and Vince hated battle royals. And uh, basically the way he explained it to Vince was you have thirty or 20 or 30 guys, but every couple minutes a brand-new match starts. You're sending another guy out there, a new match starts. So you're always having a fresh match. And that first Royal Rumble was not what they anticipated it being. They made tweaks to it to make it what it is today. But where would the wrestling world be without the Royal Rumble? That's true. I mean, a lot of, uh, in fact, almost every company out there has, um, you know, now got some form of Rumble match in their, in their, you know, in their plans for the years. Yes, uh, Steve and I, we, we do our, when we have RWF running, we do the Rebel Royal. It starts with four men. The last two men compete for a pinfall or submission victory. That's our spin on it. Um, that would have not ever been created if it would have been for Pat Patterson. You know, that was the inspiration for it. You, um, but there's other things that he came up with. Um, when, they, when WWF did the first triple threat match, um, they had watched the tape from ECW's Freeway Dance, and uh, Bruce pitched it to Pat, and Bruce asked Pat, he said, and, and uh, Pat was gone from the company full-time at this point. He was uh, advising when he could, but uh, Bruce called Pat and said, what can I do with this? And he said, don't make it an elimination. Make all three in the ring at one time. First pinfall or submission wins. So Pat gets some credit for the, um, you know, um, Oh, what the hell? The triple threat match. But the other Well, actually, well, did he did he do that before before Paul did it in ECW? No, 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 no. You weren't listening. I just said that they got that idea from uh, ECW and Paul Heyman. Yeah, right. What they did, 
what yeah. they what they did, they saw the tapes from the the three way dance, but they didn't want to do it exactly like Paul. They wanted to put their own spin on it, and that's how Pat came up. Three three guys in the ring, just like the three way dance, but first pinfall or submission wins. It's not elimination style. And yeah. in the early goings, the three way dances in uh, ECW were a little different. I know that one with Shane Douglas and um, Terry Funk and uh, oh god, who was the third guy? Uh, Sandman. Oh yeah. Um, that one, you know, they looked at that and it, it didn't go down the way they planned it. But the other thing that uh, Pat was influential influential on is uh, Bruce or Pat called Bruce to find out what the plans for WrestleMania 12 were, and he did not. Um, he did not know that they did not have anything good for that WrestleMania 12, and it was actually Pat Patterson's idea to put Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart in that Iron Man match at WrestleMania. Oh, wow. He gets credit eh? for that, too. He was very – he was the one – Vince was kind of trying to look for the new Hulk Hogan, and Pat went to Bruce and Vince and said, you have to put Shawn and and Bret. These are your new guys. Um, He was very influential in in driving those. Uh, The last story I want to tell about Pat Patterson before I let Steve and Katie speak about it is the night that Mick Foley took the infamous um, fall off of Hell in a Cell was the night that Pat Patterson lost his partner. He got the phone call when he was at the pay-per-view. And then, as Steve said in our personal chat, Katie, the next night he was back to Raw writing TV. I remember. He had lost... He had lost Louie. Yeah. Him and Louie had been yeah. together since 1962 to 1998. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. That was, um, yeah, that was the very, um, yeah, that was something that uh, Hugo had uh, actually, actually mentioned. Very, um, very sad. Because he was also I, helping to write at that time, too. Yes. And that was one thing that uh, one thing that uh, the next time we get Hugo on, I'll have to remember this story because Bruce Pitchard was telling stories about how Pat Patterson used to rib the ever-loving shit out of Hugo. <laughs> Pat Patterson's favorite thing to do would be to go get a big box of pastries from somewhere, and by the end of the night, get Hugo to eat as many of those damn things and be out under those lights sweating and powdered sugar and jelly all over his face and. <laughs> But that's who Pat Patterson was. He he was a joker. <laughs> and I think that's where Owen got some of his shit. Could you imagine getting ribbed by Owen Hart and Pat Patterson? Oh, holy hell. Oh, oh God. Hey, man, yeah. well, Fuji used to pay wrestlers off to rib, <laughs> rib and prank. <laughs> so, um, no, no, like just it. think of it. Just, just hear my brainchild for half a second. Fuji and Pat ripping you. Imagine that. Imagine. Oh, God. Um, the legacy of Pat Patterson is one that will live on forever. Not only is uh, a pioneer for gay wrestlers in, in this business, mm-hmm. but the legacy that he left behind with his wrestling and being the first intercontinental champion and all of the years that he contributed to the WWF. And the one thing that we can really say about Pat- Patterson, cause this was his favorite song to sing at karaoke is he did mm-hmm. it his way. Pat did it. His That's way. right. His way. So, Katie and uh, Steve, take a couple moments. Kate, take a couple moments. uh, Go ahead. 
mine's quick. Okay, yeah, yes, yes, we do on the news. Yes, we do announce when a wrestler dies. But Pat Patterson wasn't as well known to people here, unless you were like a massive wrestling fan. So for him to get a big mention like he did, and because it's Toronto and the man was gay and he was the first gay wrestler to come out, and it, it was a big deal, right? And just because of all his LGBTQ um, backing as well, you know, and you know, and NXT. You could you could tell by the pictures that they showed that they absolutely loved the man, you know, and sitting there watching the tribute, seeing pictures of him and Gene together, and and him and him and Dusty together, and just it was, yeah, I was I was proud that they did him right, you know. But you said everything I wanted to say, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, like seriously, man, that's that's my first. Uh, sure, I saw the man wrestle. But my first real introduction to who he was, anytime, any, like I said, anytime anything went down in the ring, anything, Briscoe and Pat were the first ones you saw run down. They were the first ones to run, to run down there. And sometimes they'd be like, why are you sending them down there? Bring everybody else out. Come on. Make sure they have help with people. Because it's just like, okay. And, um, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anybody will ever forget the evening gown match between Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson. Oh Jesus, Marie and Joseph! Oh my! Steve, go ahead with no, your I thoughts won't. and memories uh, of uh, Pat. Well, I mean, obviously, of course, uh, you know, um, I did see Pat work somewhat, um, but that was, of course, later on in his uh, career, near the end of his actual active career. He was just kind of doing that as he was, um, oh taking over into uh in the backstage and that because uh i go i see i only go back to uh pat patterson um like in the uh mid 80s right no which is when which is when which is when um usa network first started broadcasting um like a few weeks behind the monthly uh, cards from Madison Square Garden, which of course was the starting point for uh, what eventually became, at least for many many years over a decade, an actual empire. Until mm-hmm. until a uh, billionaire that's uh, got even more money than Vince jumped into the game. And yeah. That. And we'll be talking so. about that here in a little bit. Um, matter of fact, we'll talk about right, that right now. We'll start off with a little bit of breaking news. And then I'm going to get into my review of kind of AEW over the past few weeks, who's come, what it's done to the business, how it's impacted the business, and our mm-hmm. new AEW world champion. Wow. Oh, There was a spoof Twitter account that is now gone that Jim Cornette talked about on his last podcast. And uh, Steve, I don't know if you caught this. I know you were busy with Sheila, but WCW Reborn 2021. Mm-hmm. There was a fake Twitter account that came about that said that there was going to be a relaunch 
of World Championship Wrestling. Oh, jeez. The person behind this said that they had gotten half of the rights to the WCW name. How you got half the rights and not all the full rights, I don't know. Oh, um, half the rights. Yeah, okay, corny, corny, corny laughed at this, and we all took a laugh at this, but I, I, I thought I would bring it up. Um, it was quite funny because... Uh, Who well, was it, Dale uh, Gagne? <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be oh. AW. That'd be AWA again, and you and I both know that. Well, that's what uh, I'm saying. He bought he bought half rights into WCW now too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was funny. Uh, the Twitter is gone, but um, I, I wanted to share that. All right, now it's time for the big news. This man made his AEW debut two weeks ago. <laughs> Icon. Well, I don't know if we can Hulk. call him that because uh, WWE Ooh. might have trademark it's on that. Huge. But uh, nope, huge. they've got nope, it's they've huge. got they've got it on the T-shirt. They've got well, it on good. the T-shirt. Yeah. So the as icon- Tony Schiavone says, it's <laughs> I don't know, man. I see that snow coming down on this. Like I think of Ozzy Blizzard of Oz. It was just great, man. Just well, great. I love it. I was it. looking at the background, and since. Uh, you know, since since he debuted on Winter is Coming, I kind of had this whole, you know, even though I've never watched the show, Game of Thrones. Me neither. <laughs> no, yeah. never, ever. I've I think, never watched it, I think ever. I think that's what AEW was going for. Um, so the Icon Sting has debuted. This has been a long time coming, but it raises many questions. And I'm not going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate on what Cornette said. Do we really um, – just hear me out on this before either one of you comment. Sting is now in uh, his uh, last stages of early to mid-50s. We know that he has issues in his neck because of the match with Seth Rollins. We do oh, not geez. know – we we the three of us do not know if he has been medically cleared to be able to compete in AEW. However, I am going to say this. He's medically cleared. They need to be cautious who they put him in the ring with to not further the injury mm-hmm. and know mm-hmm. that his tenure as a wrestler there is very, very limited. What I mean by that is we all love seeing Ric Flair um, come to WWE after WCW closed, but you knew mm-hmm. because the work rate in Ric Flair's matches that Ric Flair was not the Ric Flair that he was in 1990. Oh, of course. But there's, Rick, yeah, Rick but there's Flair a difference parody between of Ric Flair and Sting. Ric Flair didn't want to leave. They basically had to pull him out. Okay? Sting <laughs> is not the surfer Sting we know from the 1990s. Um, his no. body has been through hell and back. He's going to be able He's to not, put on some good yeah. matches. But I don't want fans to get disappointed because they're expecting such high standards, and I have to even set that for myself because I want to see the old Sting. It's, look, when he showed up on, you know, I was lucky to be able to have internet to be able to pull it up and watch it uh, 
almost live, and when he came out, I got goosebumps. It was like being a child all over again. You peed because, your pants, and you know it. Because in the 90s, there were no two bigger stars for me, and everybody's going to say The Rock and Austin. There were no two bigger stars Please. in the 1990s as a kid growing up for me than Sting on WCW and The Undertaker on WWF. Thank you. Yep, that was one of my one of my favorite live matches. I love Austin. I do. UIC Pavilion. In fact, was the night that I met him, Mm -hmm. the late great Steve Doctor Death Williams, Mm. and a couple of guys that unfortunately are no longer with us. Who I several years later became friends and co-workers with Joe Laurinaitis and Mike Hegstrand. Mm. Um, but on that, but on that card, Sting wrestled the Great Muda, and of course, this was Surfer Sting. Oh, the blonde hair, the colorful face paint, and all of that. Was oh, Gary Hart my. still with Muda at that point? No, no, Gary Hart. Gary Hart was never was never with Muda in WCW. Yes, he was at the no. very. Well, Gary Hart, no, Gary Hart stayed in Texas. Gary Hart, ne- yeah, Gary Hart never went to WCW. I wish he had. Nope. He'd have been. He'd have. He would have. He would have been fantastic in WCW. Um. um well, that's he not and, what I have. He to, and Paul not- Paul Ellering, you know, crossing crossing paths on the mic and that. Would have been would have been phenomenal. I but, don't know how uh, I remember this, but you don't. So I'm going to send this video over to the chat so you can see this. But uh, yes, Muda was <laughs> Muda versus Sting. I couldn't imagine that is a feud that WCW um, really should have harbored on more. But when Muda came to WCW, man, uh, holy shit! Okay, all right. So he was there, but. Boy, it must have been very, very brief. Uh, it was it was very brief. He was there for Muda's debut and maybe the first six to nine months of Muda's career with them, and then was gone. Um, I don't know whatever happened to Gary Hart. We we will. I we need to do a talk about Gary Hart in the future um, because that's a man that my God, if that man were, had have, would have been able to book a territory, it probably would have made one of the most genius territories ever. Um, Gary Hart is somebody that does not well, get a lot of Gary Hart did. Gary Hart was the was one of was one of the bookers. Uh, hold on guys. I'll be right I'll You're be fine. right back. You're fine. We're gonna continue talking about Sting. Um we will do a deeper dive into Gary Hart's career because that's somebody we have not talked about. Um so Sting is with AEW now and like I said um, I think this is great. It's a great move for T, uh, TNT. It's a great move for AEW. But um, we have to figure something out for Sting to do. We can't just have Sting come out and do interviews every week. He's going to have to get active sooner or later. I know they're trying to save that um, to make it a bigger moment. But if Sting would have came out on his debut and actually, you know, given somebody the Scorpion Death Drop or something, much more impactful debut in my eyes. Um, the other thing that happened on Winter is Coming is we have some new champions in AEW. We have a new set of uh, – we know that we have new tag team champions in the Young Bucks who, um, I don't know, they're trying to make the most of it. 
but we have another new champion, and I want to play this before I talk about that guy's uh, well, get her done. win. Wednesday nights I get to stay up late <laughs> Watch Kenny Omega while I masturbate Hey mom, I need to watch this show Meltzer says I'm in the key demo Meltzer says I'm in the key demo My mom says, man, I steal her Wi-Fi and I pay no rent. AEW's cool. We've got indie stars drop out from wrestling school. Like Joe Janela at the top of the card. He trained himself in his own backyard. This is shit everyone should get. Well, everyone except Jim Cornette. Wednesday nights I get to stay up late. Watch Kenny Omega while I masturbate. Who needs women or hanging around in bars? When you can watch the Bucks and Seven Stars. I'd rather watch the bucket seven stars. Yes. Um, <laughs> we have a new AEW world champion. I don't wholeheartedly agree with it, and I'm going to tell you all why. Me neither. The, the Young Bucks being Wonder, the, cha- being the tag team champion. Which means the same reason me, for me, too. The Young Bucks being the tag team champions is one thing. Um, however... And I'm glad that they got the TNT championship off Cody because if Cody were the TNT champion and the Bucks were the tag team champions and Omega was the world heavyweight champion, you get everything, everybody to look at this thing like a joke. And that is what I'm afraid we are dealing with here um, with Teddy Omega now being the world heavyweight champion. I know why they're doing it because he's come to the United States and nobody's, uh, he has reached nobody's expectations on a career here in the United States. Remember years ago, we talked about uh, when AJ came to WWE in the Royal Rumble. We talked about the impact that Kenny Omega would have if he were to show up in the Royal Rumble. He's no longer making an impact over in Japan at New Japan. He's not really making that big of an impact here. That is why they put the AEW World title on Kenny Omega to try to propel his career because, um, quite frankly, like I said, his career here in the United States has been nowhere near on the level that it was when he was a big star over in Japan. It's sad, but it's true. Sad, but true. O- I like Sorry. Kenny Omega. I, I, I like some of his work, but some of it is just absolutely asinine, okay? And I'm going to start off by saying this. The fact that he needs to do that V-trigger to somebody in the back of the head three times tells you that um, we have an issue. Um, I don't... I think we've talked about it a lot on this show. I don't believe in overkill when it comes to finishers. It should be one and done. You don't need to hit your finisher 20 million times in one match to get your point across. One and done. And uh, I know when I was wrestling, I told motherfuckers, I said, if you kick out of my DDT, Lord help you. Lord, if I'm going over and you kick out of that DDT or that ref misses that count, Lord help that other wrestler or help that referee. Because if I have to go do it again, 
you've made me look like an ass of myself because it wasn't enough to put you away the first time. Why should it be enough to put you away the second time? And Katie goes silent. The crowd goes mild. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Um, Steve is still dealing with something. He'll be back momentarily. No, um, I need, I need, I need, I need help getting in the studio again. No, I guess the cookies were cleared, so I don't have all the login information that I need because I'm an ass. So there we go. Yeah. All right. I'm not that much. It's there. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it all. All right. Um, so Steve will be back momentarily, and we'll be continuing to go. But the other thing that comes with this is Don Callis' help in the match, which the moment that Don Callis got up and did not um, – you knew when Don Callis got up that he was going to get involved in that match, and I hate that fucking predictability. I absolutely mm-hmm. can't stand it. I have told guys, if you were doing a spot – and I have somebody in the audience that comes up to me at the end of the night that says that they knew that was coming. You're getting a talking to the next time I bring you in. Because I don't want it to look predictable. If it looks too damn predictable, guess what? You're not doing your job. Mm-hmm. It should not look Agreed. that predictable. I should not be able to tell the moment you get up, you're going to get involved in that match. The element of surprise is something that is missing in wrestling. And we've also had these companies that want to overdo the element of surprise. And what I mean by that is we uh, have heard stories on how Paul Heyman at one point um, felt that they always needed a surprise at some of the ECW um, arena shows. You do not always need a surprise. If people come to expect a surprise, that is no longer a surprise. Exactly. But my fear is with AEW and Impact teaming up is that Vince McMahon and Triple H are looking at this and going, Impact could never defeat us on our own, and we knew that, and AEW clearly can't get the job done. So they're going to team together, and now they're going to try to overthrow us. How many other people have tried this? Makes me wonder if the powers that be in WWE and, you know, Vince McMahon certainly – is it laying back or sitting back and going, oh, <laughs> look at those silly sons of bitches. Got a team together to overthrow Big Vince. There's a point to be proven to that. Now, I don't think that it's um, happening that way because the ratings are certainly speaking for themselves. The impact ratings were up. And uh, while people didn't believe that uh, Impact Wrestling's ratings would up AEW's ratings, they have. So uh, the whole reason that this is happening, I'm going to break kayfabe here and talk about it a little bit, is um, Impact Wrestling is covering the production costs of AEW right now, or at least half of it. Um, oh, my. That's why they're taking together. It's, um, it's about money. Business business is uh, – Tony Khan may not be the smartest booker in the world, but the man is a smart businessman. He saw an opportunity to make some money and turn a profit this year with everything that's happened with COVID, and they're going to do it. Um, but there's as much good as AEW is doing, there is also the bad. There is that Jade Cargill or whatever her name is. We haven't seen much of her. We haven't seen much of Shaq. Nobody really understands where the fuck the storyline is going, and we just know it's there. Are we going to see Cody versus Shaq? I don't think so. 
I think it's going to be a tag team match. I think they're going to put this Jade Cargill or whatever her name is with somebody else. They're going to team her with Shaq, and it's going to be her and Shaq against uh, Randy and Cody, which may may be on hiatus now because we found out that Brandy Rhodes is pregnant. So that match may get scrapped. Yeah, or they or they may just replace Brandy can always pick a replacement, you know, a champion of sorts. But right. Shaq, Shaq, okay, I know, I know, Shaq's getting up there and everything. But I did catch the end of the end of his his uh, reality series. The man lost a large amount of weight. He's not fat anymore. He's like almost in the best shape of his life. Okay, so if he's going to be doing anything on AEW, you can bet the man's training for it. If anything happens. And that's my opinion. I, I want to see it, but I also, I get where they're going. They're the thing is, is mm-hmm. Tony Khan is taking so many moves out of the WCW playbook that he's got to be careful because he's gonna he's gonna use one of those old plays that did not work for WCW and it's going to fail for AEW and there's going to be major backlash from it. Now we know that. Um, we know that we have some big stuff coming up for AEW next week. We know that uh, the the next couple weeks for AEW are actually going to be really big. Um, I don't, you know, there's a lot that is going on with AEW, and they are trying very hard. On the opposite side of the spectrum, there are things going on with Vince McMahon, who has sent uh, Keith Lee back down to development. That is our other big story for tonight. Keith Lee has been sent back down to development uh, oh per God. the orders of Vince McMahon, who does not get it. He does not they get say it anything? one yeah. bit. The, man, the man's a beast. Why are you sending him down for retraining? Why? Because he can't, he can't move as fast or do some of the high-flying moves that everybody else can do? Is that your problem? Why? Because he's not a Willie Mack and can do, do a standing, a standing uh, oh, moonsault? Is, is that the problem, Link? We deal, don't man? know what it is, but we, we know that Vince has not gotten Keith Lee since they first called him up, and uh, he is now not even I, – I don't believe he's even going to be on NXT. He's just going to be on Main Event, which is one of their syndicated programs. Yeah, I know. the one. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. Mm. It's very sad. Um, we knew. Look, well, they said they were going to release him about a month or so ago. Did they not? Right. They need to yeah. – if they, I could not imagine being Bruce Pritchard or any one of those other head writers over at WWE right now. You are not getting through the van. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Get that man out of the head seat. He can still have a seat on the board at the table. He does not, he does not need to have the head say so over what happens in that company anymore because he no longer has the company's best interest at heart. No. The WWE needs to be about growth, and um, it's not about growth anymore. Corny made a statement on his podcast Monday that, uh, well, it was actually made by him and Brian Last, his co-host, that they do not like NXT anymore because they look at NXT as a junior varsity Raw because Mm -hmm. of all the drama that they have put into NXT. When NXT first started against AEW, there was a lot of action, and they made sure the main focus of that program was the action in that ring. Now they have watered it down with uh, Gaga, and I can see Cornette and Brian Gaga. Lee's point. There's, 
uh, talking segments, stuff like that, stuff that doesn't need to be on the program that makes it look like oh. Raw. Think Queen, Radio Gaga. Okay, yeah, get Radio. out of my head. You must have just – yeah, which means I read your thought before <laughs> you – Get out of my head. There's yeah. only enough space in there for me. You, yeah, you're going to have to pay rent. there's barely enough. <laughs> no, man. You, no. No, man. It's just me and the Space Invaders in my head, man. There's room. You have to pay rent, though. Um, so, I was ta- <laughs> uh, Steve, I was talking about how I hope that AEW and Impact teaming together does not uh, appear in some fans' eyes as a joke or Vince's eyes as a joke. Um, because I some can certainly get that way. I don't think I don't think anybody's taking it that way, especially when you consider the fact that uh, on the uh, on the January uh, at uh, Hard to Kill in January um, that uh, the that the main elements of the Bullet Club are getting back together. Um, yes, um, and I have a point to bring and, up about that. Uh, and there are people they that might, and, and, the, and the good brothers might wind up taking a little trip to Jacksonville. That would be great. Them versus FTR would be fantastic. Oh, I well, you know what you know what I've said. I want eventually. Oh. Um. But I want to I want to kibosh a rumor. There are rumors going around that because Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers are with Impact and doing this crossover with AEW, that AJ is gonna go to Vince and ask for his release. Even if AJ asked for that release, it would not be granted because Vince is smart enough to know that if he lets AJ go and they all reunite, Vince is that kills that that yeah. Vince mm-hmm. is, at that point. Vince he lets him go. Would nowhere be to dead. Go you let AJ go, you know where he's going. You know um, where he's going. AJ has already said that his last job in wrestling will be with the WWE. Now, we have heard Ooh, that from other people now. like Terry Funk, um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, Terry, yeah, so, Terry, Funk, can't, Terry Funk can't retire. Terry Funk, I, I, love the, I love the guy to death. You know, it was, it was a privilege to work with him many years ago. I'm afraid that, you know, He's either gonna he's either gonna bite it in the ring, or right after he gets out of the ring. What are you talking about? They're gonna put the soul of Terry yeah, Funk into about? a robot, and he's gonna be the wrestling first ever wrestling robot. The soul of Terry <laughs> Funk. Put his put his oh, yeah yeah the singularity yeah Terry <laughs> Funk will be the first will be the first part of the singularity. So. Um, <laughs> Oh, and uh, and by the and by the way, Sheila did say hi. Um, hello, hi, Sheila. Sheila. Glad you're doing well. Uh, she she actually get this. Here. Get this, guys. She actually said she may join us in a few weeks. Hmm? Oh my! Yeah. Really, really, wanna... Sheila, on, Sheila on our airspace? Are you kidding me? Really? Yes. Really. Wanna... Really. Are you really? Wanna... Sheila, yes. don't, wanna... don't tease me. Don't give me this mic crap. Just, just, yeah. Don't tease me. What are, what are you doing there, <laughs> wanna, woman? Want to get she everybody here? She's, she's busy. She had, she had me make her some food. She's actually, yeah. actually hungry. For those who don't know, she had surgery on the fourth. Um, <clears throat> she almost died a few days later due to complications, which included a collapsed lung and pneumonia. Oh my God. So, um, yeah. Uh, she's doing, she's doing, she's doing well. Um, 
you know, we had the we had the staples taken out today. We kept a couple for souvenirs. And of that. course you did. I keep Dunder my the Pondo. when I pull them out. I'm, I'm that person that a tooth falls out. Yeah, it's mine. Um, <laughs> if you pull I it out of my head, quick, it's mine. <laughs> I want to give everybody a quick programming update while we're talking about Sheila calling in in possibly a couple weeks. We will be off air for uh, Thursday, December 24th, but we will return to the airwaves on Thursday night, December 31st. With our year-end review, we may start a little bit later that night, uh, just because I, be I want to give everybody. Well, that may be a possibility. I think, I think we, I think we better start earlier because, yeah, um, <laughs> I think because I may actually, I may actually go out. Yeah. Right. Right. And I may actually either either. Buy a buy a bottle of cheap champagne, or yeah. since since Don't, we now have a yeah. blender, uh, I might uh, oh, get ooh, some uh, ooh, ooh, slushies. No, Margarita tequila Bay. and triple sec. Yes, thank you, Margaritaville. It's still, hey man, that's still a slushie. Would slushy. you? I mean, I mean, could you could you imagine the dean on on margaritas live on oh, the my. air? Wasting away uh, the margaritas. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, I sip, I sip one beer very slowly. You okay, don't want. Steve, I don't uh, think you want to see me on tequila. Steve. So, mm. Steve, are we get, are we getting uh, for schnickit on on air? Are we going to do it? What is? Oh, come on, man. Well, for those of you, for those of you, remember, remember, I do have a wife recuperating <laughs> from surgery, so I do have to keep myself somewhat sober. <laughs> Okay, uh, for those of you don't know what if you don't know what fursnicket means, if people don't know what the word fursnicket means, then you haven't seen men in tights, and you don't know men. I uh, I yeah. have to tell you, you I have oh, to tell you to what this a great story film. on air because I told I, I have to tell you to the story on air about my vacation because I told it to you in the chat and I just couldn't do it justice. Um, Wednesday night while I was there, one of the Wednesday nights while I was there, they had uh, bingo at one of the bars. Uh, with one of the drag queens, and I had gotten there with my friend Mac at 2.30 uh, in the afternoon because we thought we were going to do happy hour, and then Donnie got off work, and Donnie <laughs> came to the bar, and we decided that we were going to stay for bingo. Well, nobody nobody told Sean that at this bingo, when the number 069 is called, they give you free Oh, no. Oh. Mac and Donnie... Mac and Donnie did not want those shots, so I ended up with so nine. So you did six fucking shots. Nine. Nine. So you did your three. There are three. Dude, I'm lucky. The, you don't even want to see the, me, okay? I do three I do three shots of Crown Apple. I, I get loud, okay? You don't want to see me on nine. I'll probably probably projectile vomit. <laughs> plus, plus the um, cocktails that I was drinking oh, um, other than the, the shots that had vodka in them. So, okay, I don't so know you how were drinking highballs all night? Pretty much. <laughs> I don't know how I made it home. Okay, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how you can drink that much. You're not that big a dude. Where do you put it, man? <laughs> I don't know where. Holy fuck. All I know is I don't know how I made it home. I woke up the next morning on Danny's couch and I was like, "Well, I made it back safely, so nothing bad happened." But he's like, he's like, "You would not shut up. You were hitting your vape and laughing and just laughing like you were heckling like a hyena," is what he said. 
And oh, I was tackling. like, I was like, never allow Sean to drink yeah. that much alcohol in one sitting yeah. again. You, and you, you both know that Sean is not a big. You yeah. both know that Sean yeah. is not a big drinker. So. Oh well, but bullshit! You drink it more than I can drink. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Oh my God. After six, I start contemplating if this is a good idea or not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why well, I, I only be... have I only have two two drinks a week. Yeah. On Thursday yeah. night doing this think... show, on Friday night doing doing live. Which, um, yeah. Cheap plug. The the last live of the year will be tomorrow night at ten nine Central Time after SmackDown mm. on FS1. Don't forget that people. It will not it's be FS1? on regular Fox. It will be on FS1. Um, I hope I get that. Uh, bingo was fun. I won uh I won a two yeah, hour SmackDown's on bike. FS one tomorrow night. Um I won a two hour bike ride for two around Palm Springs that uh, does not expire until twenty twenty two and I'm gonna use it the next time I'm out there. The one thing that I didn't get to do on vacation that um I wish I could have, uh because the way this works out there is they have a tram that goes up on the mountain and it's the uh, one of the only yeah, fully rotating trams. Fully rotating trams uh, in this part of the in that part of the country, um, you had to make reservations to get tickets, and we could not get a reservation to get tickets before that lockdown went no. into effect before I left. Because so, it's a big thing. It's do. a it's a big thing even when it's not a pandemic. It's a big thing. It's a cable. We, we call that one a cable car. A tram is more like what we what you ride, like the streetcar or the trolley. But right. So like yeah, it, it is a big deal. I mean yeah, you're you're. Not only that, man, you're putting your life at risk, so there's that too. Um, but. <laughs> it's like let's put, it's like it's like it's like scoring a reservation for either the T Rex Cafe or the Sci Fi Cafe at Disney World. Oh my shit! Oh my shit! I got okay. I got I got, a, I got a reservation for the Sci Fi Cafe. We couldn't manage to get mm. the T Rex. Wow. Well, at least you got to the sci- right. sci-fi, man. At least you got to the sci-fi one, man. I would have killed to have been there or a fly on the wall. Never mind. All right. oh, the sci-fi. Um, the sci-fi is cool. You, uh, you yeah. Sit, you Let, sit uh, in uh, in mock in mock-ups of uh, like uh, 1950s, 1960s cars. <gasps> you have the you have the you have the poles with the speakers on them. Yeah. And oh, wow. and, and you know. And uh, classic sci-fi clips are shown on a big screen while you're while you're uh, you know having your food and drinks. Oh, that's is absolutely nice. cool. I think I think you've I think you've seen the picture. We it's on my like Facebook that. We page. Yeah, um, that's cool. Now the other thing, the other thing I want to talk about, and this is going to be really cool. And I don't I don't know why they waited so long Thank to do you. this, um, but. The WWE has announced that they are actually building a physical Hall of Fame, finally. A physical After what, 30-some-odd years? Yeah. Dang. That's about freaking time. Let me pull up the article. Oh, my Um, goodness. There's always been a Hockey Hall of Fame, and you're just getting to, to the Hall of Fame for the WWE. Are you kidding me, dude? Oh, well, I mean, you know, remember, there are two actually legit wrestling Hall of Fames this is right. true. in Texas and the uh, pro wrestling section of the Dan Gable uh, Museum yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in Iowa. 
You have a Green Gables um, Museum in Iowa? No, Dan Gable. Okay. okay, Dan Gable. Excuse me. Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. This Not was Jan announced Gable, by Dan Gable. Leave me this alone. Announced... My mother had me up early this morning. Leave me alone. This was announced <laughs> December 16th. This was announced December 16th uh, by Ric Flair. Um, and I hope it's true because, man, um, this is something that really needs to happen. Um, uh, well, we have to, we have a contradicting story on that. Uh, that was announced by supposedly by Ric Flair, but what the WWE is saying is that they cannot get the talk about opening a physical Hall of Fame further than a talk. It does not get past the discussion phase at this point. Um, I don't know if you know. Maybe that's just showing that Flair's getting up there in age, and I hope that's maybe. not a sign of things to come. Um, on our now, Flair, in, now let's you, let's no let's one at a time. I will kill you. Flair's been known for talking out his rear end. Well, that's true. And out of turn. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> on our year in review on the thirty first, we will re- be remembering some of the bigger names one more time that we have lost this year. Um, I will, uh, Steve and I will be paying a special tribute to uh, Tracy's mothers, who um, I, I mentioned before around the time of Tracy's death. We owe a great deal of um, not debt, but we are indebted to him for something that he did for us in 2017 that he didn't have to do, and um, I that will be the memory that lives on with me forever with Tracy. Um, we'll talk more about losing Road Warrior Animal the impact that he had with Steve and I and even Katie. Um, We're not going to go into everybody because, folks, I'm going to be honest with you, we have lost – if we haven't lost 120, it's damn near close to that number of wrestling-related people this year. It has been the most awful year for wrestling-related deaths ever. I hope 2021 does not ever come anywhere close. I don't even want to think about this. Yeah. Um, our year-end review will feature a lot of different things. We'll be talking about some of the biggest moments to happen in the year of uh, 2020, even with COVID. But um, we'll also talk about the impact that COVID had on COVID, the business. Because, yeah, I guess say COVID was the story oh. in, in 2020. Uh, yeah. There are yeah. Company, you want to talk to Showstopper? Oh, God. There are companies that ran events, and we know uh, – some of the companies that have ran events are still doing okay and keeping everybody safe. We also know that there was that outbreak over in Indiana, which is why that's not happening again. So we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about what we hope to see with this vaccine for 2021 for the wrestling business because Steve and I are hopeful that we can get maybe by October of next year, we can get back to – Maybe 150, maybe 200 people in attendance. No more than that because yeah. you don't want to push it. But, yeah, but there's, there's two there's two factors there you have to sit there and consider too. You have to make sure that nobody is allergic to any of the anything that's in right. the vaccine. I've looked it up. I'm not. Um, and also they're saying that people with any asthmatic problems, any upper respiratory issues, such as uh, COPD, like I've got both, right. may not be able right. to take it. And right. And in some people who have have tested it, they have have resulted in having um, having Bell's palsy, temporary or not. I don't care. It's not temporary. I don't want that. Either. 
Okay? Uh, you don't want none of that. We know, we know that's, so what, that's what uh, JR had that almost ended his career. So, um, yep. uh, we want to take a moment. We're going to get ready for our song break here and come back with the second half of our program. We want to take a moment to wish everybody uh, a happy holidays, whatever holiday you're celebrating, and a very um, happy new year. Um, you know, this year has been rough on everyone. I don't care who the fuck you are. If this year has not been rough on you, then you're Donald fucking Trump. Yeah. Because this has been mm. rough on the, not just Americans. The entire fucking world was impacted mm-hmm. by this shit. So uh, I want everybody to, um, you know, be safe out there. Continue to be safe. Obviously, with the vacation that I took, I took extra safety precautions in taking that vacation. And uh, by the way, I just wanted to give everybody an update because everybody knew that I was afraid to take a flight. I did better on that than what I uh, – totally zen for me. Getting up in the clouds well, was a moment of zen. Yeah. Total moment of peace. That's the only you part I like yeah. about it. The rest of it, no. <laughs> um, so we will be right back with more of this program, Wrestling Authority Yay! Radio, um, on the Evolution Radio Network. Uh, we'll be back with more with Steve Kane and my co-host. Oh, me. The reason why this show is never a bag of dicks. Chaotic Katie. We'll be right. Let's go to break. We'll be right back, folks. Yeah.
And I guess that was some uh, new Daughtry. Holy cow. That is new. Uh, that is brand new Daughtry. The name of the song is World on Fire. Um, okay. My God. Let me, let me come... buzz Katie back in. Okay. For him to be able to come up with the lyrics of that song during this time, um, it's exactly what the world needed. It's a very powerful and moving song. Um, I love it. I've been a big fan of theirs for many years. Um, we're going to get uh, ready to get into our Wrestle Wars 2 deep dive here. We'll be joined by Brian Blade about 8.15, 8.30, somewhere in there. Uh, we'll be talking about this card that's um, – I don't like to rehash shit, but I, I have to explain uh, oh, kind of where we're going for this uh, <laughs> for this deep dive. Um, Steve Kane and I promoted an event in 2016 or in uh, 2012 um, that did not go down the way that we planned, and that was mostly my fault because I entrusted my uh, trust with a backer that um, did not have the most proven track record, and because of that. Um, May of 2012 was the last RWM show until December of 2016. I made a promise to Steve Kane. I made a promise to myself. I made a promise to Joey Grunge that I would never promote another event until I could ensure that I had the overhead to take care of everything, that I was no longer going to depend on somebody else. Um, Brian Blade I met at that show in May of 2012, and Brian has been very influential in getting the RWF back and uh, even involving me to be uh, involved in some of his events and put my hand in booking in some of his events. Um, in 2015, we did an event uh, back in Ashton, Illinois, which was the first event time wrestling had been back in Ashton uh, since RWF's last event there in um, November of 2009. Steve and I worked vigorously, vigorously, with several different promoters that we talked about come in on Russell Wars. One of the first promoters that we talked to was Tim Lyle, because I did not want to step on the toes of Tim Lyle. Tim Lyle and I, and even Steve Kane and Tim Lyle, have not always had the best relationship. Um, but out of respect for Tim and what he's done in this area, I went to Tim and practically begged him to be involved with Wrestle Wars. He decided he did not want to be in on the event. He gave Steve and I a lot of flack. Um, he emailed some Steve Kane some very nasty things. Um, so it was not involved with that event. So it ended up being myself and Steve Kane with RWF, Brian played with MWA and, um, big daddy destruction with WPPF, which we know what happened there. I'm not going to rehash a lot of that. Um, wrestle wars was something that came together because it was something that needed to be done in this area. Um, in 2016, Dreamwave wrestling left LaSalle. AAW came in and took over, um, but they didn't last long here, and Steve Kane and I knew that that wouldn't last long. Uh, supposedly, once COVID clears up, they're coming back to LaSalle two times a year. Good for them. Um, Russell Wars was put together because I wanted to bring together more than one promotion that could put one greater goal in mind, uh, whether it be a benefit for somebody that had cancer or Wounded Warrior Project, or like Wrestle Wars 2 ended up being for the Tornado Relief Fund. Whatever that cause was, we were coming together for one greater good. It wasn't about my promotion over Brian Blade's promotion or anything like that. It was, we're going to no. come together, we're going to do one event for one greater cause, we're going to put all of our egos aside, and we're going to do this. It's for the fans, it's, it's to raise money for a good cause. And um, 
Steve really uh, was influential in driving this thing. Um, the thing that we didn't expect was to have such a reception um, from the guys at Revolution Wrestling, who we were very vocal uh, about over the years in in uh, shitting all over them and making sure that uh, yep. it was known what they were doing. However, when Steve and I sat down and really started to talk with that group of individuals, we learned that not all of them were bad apples. There were some good apples in that group. A majority of those guys no longer wrestle, but there were the standouts uh, that I'm going to mention in Zach Booth and Tyler Bodine. Um, Zach Booth, that kid has done so much and impressed the hell out of me every time I see one of his mm-hmm. matches online and watch it. Um, I was somebody that Tim Lyle took a chance on, and, and Tim must have pissed off, and I, uh, Steve and I got our hands on the kid, and then we saw potential. And he's working down for mm. Joey Grunge now because of the potential that was seen. Tyler Bodine is making waves everywhere he goes. He's traveled almost every state. I'm very proud of him. Um, Russell Wars um, was also supposed to feature some people that did not end up showing up. Uh, for whatever reason, Silas Young did not make that event. The original main event for Russell Wars was supposed to be Diamond Steel against Silas Young for, for – uh, no, I'm uh, – yeah. Shane Mercer versus Silas Young. Shane Mercer versus Silas Young, yeah. For the um, Russell Wars Heavyweight Championship. Silas didn't make it. We made the match Diamond Steel versus Shane Mercer. Um, I like Shane Mercer. I don't know whatever ha- what the disconnect uh, was with us and why he never took any more of our bookings. Very big fan of his. That guy is built like a brick shit house. When I showed Steve Kane video of that guy throwing people all over the ring and all over the arena – he says, how in the hell are you going to control this? I said, well, hopefully we'll have enough security because once he starts throwing bodies, they're going everywhere. Yeah, um, I was I was, fi- I was, was figuring this was one where I was going to be having a, a little private sit-down conversation before the show and saying, all right, now look here, kid. Al, you're, you've, got, you've got the body, you've got the look, you've got all that. You need to remember this is all a work. Don't go stiff on us. If right. you do, I will send somebody out there to shoot on you. Um, Don't make oh, me do damn. it. Well, but yeah, I, I have, you know, I mean, hey, I have no problem, you know, playing bad cop in a locker room if I have to. Yeah. John knows that because well, at that at that uh, at that last event in Streeter. <laughs> I I played bad cops to the uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit more, too. Um, so we're going to go over the card now for Wrestle Wars, and we'll talk more about it with Brian Blade. Steve Kane could not make it. Uh, Steve Kane had a ride with uh, somebody else that we uh, had a position of power at one point here in the company. And um, with that blizzard, Steve did not make it, and neither did this guy. So it was Brian Blade and myself. Uh, rebooking the show, yeah. Big Daddy I tried was, to put in his. Influence. I was making, I was making phone calls, you know, to to get uh, you and saying, hey, you know, look, oh, and I'm even getting texts from one of the guys who was actually up in uh, in the Harvey area, and he and he actually made the show, which really blew me away. Right. Um, in fact, I think so that's the started- only match of everything that we had set up. That actually, actually wound up going off. Right. Um, 
So we start things off. It was Wrestle Wars 1, December 10th, 2016, in Streeter, Illinois. I came out and thanked everybody for joining us. Um, I was interrupted by Jim Spragan and uh, my old friend Victor Priest. And, okay. oh, oh, Lord, um, did they have some things in store for me that night, but it's okay. Um, I ended up turning the tables on them. We'll talk that about more throughout the, the discussion of this event. We start things off th- that night. It's uh, Steve Kane's old friend that he sent me, Overload, against Big Ugly Chris Kennedy. Now, I recorded this event, and sent, uh, Steve and I watched it and did commentary on it together. I need to get the DVD of that, by the way. Um, Overload mm-hmm. versus Chris Kennedy. Chris Kennedy impressed the ever-loving shit out of Steve Kane and I. This kid was probably 350 pounds and could move. I didn't expect yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It, it, I I was sitting there. I figured, you know, okay, this is going to be a bigger guy. He's going to be slower. But I knew That's that so overload could lead him to a least respectable match. Yeah. I was I was blow I was blown away. Um, <coughs> overload Never picked up a win. Big man. Overload picked up a win over Chris Kennedy. Um, this is actually the match that got us the front page of the Streeter paper the Monday after this event, which is included on our slideshow. If you pull it up, um, I'm going to send that to Katie because I don't think she's ever seen it. Okay, I know of um, it. So, you know, this was something that right off the bat, um, we came out swinging and wanted to make a good impression. Um, And I got a lot of, Steve and I got a lot of flack for taking these revolution wrestling kids under our wing. But I tell you what, I wouldn't have traded it for anything in the world because these kids, most of them were dedicated and almost all of them listened to everything that Steve Kane and I said. It's a shame they're not all still with the business for whatever reasons they've got out of it. But there are some of these guys that, my God, if we would have gotten a hold of them back in 2012, they would have been stars. Um, The next match was Terry Cyanide against Jeff Hickman. Terry Cyanide is smaller than what I was at my uh, biggest weight when I was wrestling. Terry Cyanide is maybe a buck 30. This kid is a fire pistol. Um, think of Marco Stunt now. That was Terry Cyanide before anybody knew who Marco Stunt was. Terry, Terry Cyanide was Marco Stunt before anybody knew um, who Marco Stunt was. Yeah, Jeff that's a kid that I had a, I had a great gimmick planned for him. Oh, uh, um, which we did do in the Streeter show. Yeah, uh, he was but unfortunately, known as the. He was the known giant. as the. The big man, the big man, as we called him, Terry Cyanide, which was a play on words. He was he was under six foot, maybe 130 pounds, but he was. We he let was, him he as was a, barely five foot something. I mean, uh, you know, and <laughs> you know, and 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 his finisher, Katie, a choke slam. I told you, you don't, you can't. You cannot say anything about little people, okay? All right. And, well, and that, that includes was, I mean, Bernadette, it was four a, foot six. Because it was a, you know, because, I mean, it was a joke that, uh, you know, this little yeah. five foot, five foot two, five foot three inch guy was picking up and choke slamming guys that were like an entire foot taller than him. 
Yeah, yes. go. I used to climb newspaper boxes and, and pull yeah. Jimmy Superfly's hookah. Yeah, and I would. Right. I'd scream, Superfly. It's still the idea <laughs> that, you know, we're you know, totally playing against type here. And that. <laughs> I'll, and I'll, I'll, it, tell, I'll tell you, I would, yeah, I get it, but I'll tell you straight up. Some of my best fights were with people bigger than me. Oh, I know I, that. Some, I yeah. know that. Because they move slower, and they're, they're, not, they're not expecting somebody my size to be able to kick their ass. But right. um, we have to learn at a very young age to take care of ourselves. We usually have siblings that are a lot bigger than us. So, yeah, we need to learn quick. So, no, I'm not going to discount the boy at all. No way. He was, he was very talented. He, uh, he had kids and got out of the business. Um, but him he and Jeff Hickman, they had one, he had one hell, they Sorry. had one hell of a match. Uh, the following match was for the vacant Russell Wars Tag Team Championships. It was the affliction, Adam Ward and Zach Booth against Angel De La Morte and Tyler Bodine. Tyler Bodine and Angel De La Morte had never teamed together before. Zach Booth and Adam Ward had teamed together before. We didn't know how Angel and Tyler were going to act uh, with each other. And then I sent Steve Kane the video, and he says, this is some of the most hilarious shit I've ever seen in my life. Look at Angel and Tyler. Um, for people that don't know, Angel is a mass luchador that can be comedic as all shit. Yes. <laughs> Good. I Arriba. Like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, yeah. He has that on. He has that on the shirt that he wears in the ring. I can't believe you don't know how to roll your R's. I mean, seriously. Arriba. Jeez. Arriba. Come on. Like, like a telephone ringing. Arriba. Um, this <laughs> was overkill. A... This was a hell of a tag team match for the vacant uh, Russell Wurtz Tag Team Championships. And look, Tyler was the fan favorite in this. <clears throat> My God, Adam Ward and Zach Booth, those two. Um, the Affliction was a very fitting name for them because, my God, these two were as cocky as they come. And um, I don't know how they did it, but Zach Booth and Adam Ward picked up a win over Angel and Tyler Bodine to become the first-ever Russell Wars Tag Team Champions. And, um, man, I, t- I tell you what, those two, I liked, I-, I had a lot more faith in Zach than Adam, but Adam was very good uh, in his own right. But the two of them together was magic. It was absolute magic. Then the following match was the match that Steve Kane had to um, sign the contract on because um, we have a rule in my company that when there is a match that is unsanctioned, you have to have two people of power sign off on it, not just one. The following match was the Zero Limits match. For anybody that doesn't know what Zero Limits is in RWF, that means anything goes. That also sometimes means that falls can count anywhere in the building or around the building, in the vicinity of the building. Uh, The Zero Limits match was something that Steve and I created in 2012. Um, There was a spike in the the movement of hardcore wrestling, and we wanted to try to be a part of that. Um, It was Jimmy Jack Daniels against the Freak, and these two beat the ever-loving piss out of each other. Mm-hmm. I believe the match ended with the freak going through a table. Uh, Jimmy Jack came right. off the top rope through a table onto the freak. Um, and these two had had a feud that had been in Revolution Wrestling, and they brought it into Wrestle Wars. Uh, little did Steve Kane and I know that it would take um, a great deal of people to break these two apart and that this feud was going to be a blood feud in our company. Uh, we'll talk more about that 
um, because after this match was set, uh, I could not. The, these two would not stop fighting. The original plan for Wrestle Wars Two was supposed to be Jimmy Jack Daniels versus the Freak in a fans bring the leather straps match. The YMCA oh. and Streeter would not allow that match to take place. They felt it yeah. was too violent for the building. Oh, oh, come on, man! It's just just people whipping each other with with, with straps. It's nothing, no big deal. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> then we had second generation star Cody Jones against Terizan Arsenio Sims. Cody Jones whipped the shit out of Terizan uh, Arsenio Sims. I'm not going to talk much about Arsenio Sims. He beat the shit out of his wife um, and left her for dead on New Year's a couple years ago. So I don't yeah, have okay, very much. You didn't, you didn't have to bring that up either. Okay. Um, Anyways. <laughs> Then we have the MWA Midwestern States title on the line. It was Eric Fantabulous, who Steve has worked with, um, mm-hmm. against Justin Dynamic. Uh, very good match. Very, very good match. But it spilled into a tag team match. It became Brian Blade and Eric Fantabulous against Justin Dynamic and Sean Shields. The Dynamic Shields, they were the MWA tag team champions. The titles were not on the line. Um, so... Um, Fantabulous and Blade picked up a win over the Dynamic Shield. The next match is the match that scared the ever-loving shit out of me, and I'll tell you why when I tell you what happened. Paloma Star against Steve and I's old friend, Nikki Knuckles. I was so honored and thrilled that she came back to the business and actually would take a booking with me. I I have loved Mickey Knuckles. I met Mickey Knuckles in Indiana when I was 14 years old. I never knew her. Um, she wrestled her match. She came out and got a chair and had me sit on her lap, and we talked about the event and what I liked about it. She has been one of the sweetest women I've ever come across in my career. She's been very okay. Very okay. I, I, let me ask you this. Okay, who, okay. but who 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 do you love more, or do you love them equally, Miss um, Knuckles and OBD? Um, I, I think it's OBD. different to look at a fan situation as opposed to someone who you've had work for you. Um, yeah, because I've worked on shows. I know, with but OBD loved you, man. She, she did. I love you. her. She, she, um, she and I have not been as close as what Mickey and I have been over the years. But ODD, yeah. when ODD came to LaSalle, um, I want to say in '04, nobody knew who she was, and. You got to remember, at that point, I'm doing ring crew, so I'm usually one of the first people to see when they show up. Because usually the promoters yeah. running around like chicken when their head cut off. I'm there. I've got the mm. ring set up. I make sure the chairs are set up. I'm talking to people. Hey, how are you? If they're new there, I'm friendly. I show you know. Here's where the restaurants are in town. If you need to go get something to eat, if you need to go to the store, I can ride with you to make sure you you don't get lost. Um, mm-hmm. it was very ODB was very sweet. Um, and she came back here after I started wrestling. I actually, I actually wrestled on a show that she did. I wrestled matches, and um, that was the night she stuck my face in her face because she found out I was gay. And she's like, "Are you sure you're still gay, Sean?" Okay, Sean. I, Sean, we've we've had this discussion. It doesn't matter. And any gay man will tell you there's still men. You love tits. Don't even go there. Her tits were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, except except for one except for one thing. For right. for for a gay guy, maybe their dinner. Well, I'll tell you straight <laughs> up. I haven't met a gay I haven't met a gay guy yet that hasn't tried to play with my boobs. Okay, their boobs. Uh, <laughs> we, have a, we have a caller in queue. If one of you can get that, please. Do we? And I was I was yeah. just talking about boobs. Okay, I'll, uh, then yeah, I'm, I'm the one talking. Yeah, I'll go do my job. 
Um, so then we had the Wrestle Wars Heavyweight Championship on the line. It was Shane Mercer against Diamond Steel. This is where, um, and even the match before that with Mickey Nuggets. Uh, go back to talk about Paloma Star versus yeah, Mickey Nuggets. Yeah, because remember, because yeah, because something it, happened during that Paloma, match. Paloma Star versus Mickey Knuckles. I had uh, Victor Priest handcuffed to the ring post. Right. He thought he was going to get involved, and um, I, I handcuffed surprise, Victor Priest. Surprise! I'm sorry, Sean. Surprise! 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 We have Mr. Jim Spraggin with us right now. Oh, Jesus! Jim, we were just how are you, brother? How are you, <laughs> Spraggy? Hey, um, thank. Long time, long time no see, brother man. It's uh, great. It's great to hear your voice again. How are how are things going in uh, your neck of the woods? All right, we're getting along. We're doing okay. Good, good, uh, good. Oh, you're you're getting okay. But that just sounds to me. Yeah, we're getting along. Nobody's dead yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, nobody's dead you, yet. No, no, we haven't killed Spragan, each other. Is what I mean. <laughs> if you knew Spragan the way that Steve and I knew Spragan, you would understand that man can go from uh, <laughs> lovely to sadistic in point three seconds. Um, oh, I, I, I yeah. yeah. Him and I have discussed it. <laughs> Paloma Star versus Mickey Knuckles. Uh, Mickey Knuckles was managed by Jim Spragan and Victor Priest. Yep. Um, this was this was the match that scared me, Jim, because Mickey got a concussion in this match, and oh, uh, I had to... she was out, dude. She was out because I, I was I... out there, and I go, oh my god, I'm supposed to run up there and do something right now, and she's not moving. That's why I yeah. called in because. Oh, oh my gosh! It, it was one of the most scariest things I have ever witnessed in my life. And normally, I would not break character because, you know, with the thing going on with you, me, and Victor, and her, and uh, Mercer, I did not want to break character. But when there is somebody injured in the ring, um, their safety and well-being takes precedent over whatever character we may be in. Um, oh yeah, she she scared yeah. me. What's funnier is what I I'm going to tell you she came back and did uh, two matches from now, because that'll scare you even more. Um, oh. Mickey lost to Paloma Star. Um, we had, uh, long story short, I had Mickey uh, Paloma take this match home. I, I did not know if Mickey could continue. Um, was very careful in doing that. And if Steve Kane would have been there and would have seen this, uh, he would have made the same move that we made, which was to have the match end abruptly, because we, her safety and well-being was the number one thing at that point. Yeah. Um, what happened was she had taken a move from Paloma and smoked her head off the canvas. I don't know how she did it. Anybody that knows Mickey is a trained professional, but she smoked her head off that canvas and that was it. And like Jim said, she was out. She was out cold. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Looking at oh, that video, man. looking at that video, uh, my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, well, I'm, at least it wasn't sexy star that was in the ring with her. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, in that case, it would have been deliberate. I mean, this was, of course, completely yeah, that's, accidental. That's See, well, at least I don't um, have to explain myself. <laughs> then, so we go from that into the Wrestle Wars uh, Heavyweight Championship match. This is where Jim Spragan came into play. It was the Iron Demon Shane Mercer one on one with Diamond Steel for the vacant Wrestle Wars Heavyweight Championship. And uh, Jim, tell me your thoughts on Mercer because that guy's a beast. Oh, he's he's huge, dude. <laughs> I don't know how much he weighed, 
But there was not one ounce of fat on this on this kid. Mm-mm. And he was he could go. He could go. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. Was, for as big and muscular as he was, he 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 could move and he could go. And I mean, he surprised me. Mm-hmm. I thought it, I thought it'd be like one, you know, the him pounding on a guy and just moving real slow. No, 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 no. That was not it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You're seeing speed running spots, and you're and you're standing there going, "Holy crap!" <laughs> and I mean, well, was the, the amount the I, amount of power that that guy possessed. He, I just saw oh, a video yeah. of him today. He's doing deadlifts like 670 pounds. I was like, "Oh my!" I there's a video yeah. out there of him working for Resistance Pro uh, a couple years ago after this show because uh, they were still running. Um, he literally picked up a thing of bleachers and hucked a whole thing of bleachers over the top rope. It was the most like insane thing that I had ever seen in my life. I was like, I have never been able to see somebody pick up a thing of bleachers like that, like the aluminum big metal bleachers that you'd see outdoor at the baseball field. He picked up one of these damn things and chucked it over the ring uh, top rope like it was a feather. I'm like, oh, no. Wow. <laughs> Holy. Yeah, that's, that's one guy. You know, you, people have asked me, who's somebody you want to get in the ring with? I'd love to get in a ring with him, but I am afraid of the amount of power that that man possesses because I have seen him. You know, one of his th- favorite things to do is pick a guy up and chuck him as far as he can across the ring. I watched him do that to Woo! one guy, and he chucked the guy over the, the ring post. He threw him so hard. Well, crap. Did you see, did you you... see the video I sent, I sent you yesterday with AC Romero just tossing a guy right over the top ropes and straight into the crowd? He must have yeah. thrown the poor kid yeah. a good that would be That would be you, Sean. <laughs> and although, although I think you would actually wind up hitting the back wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. But he, he, no, but never mind. Never mind telling you, saying shot put champion. This is getting up telling you. Uh, another yeah, call, Katie. He picked him up like a... Yeah, he picked him up like a freaking football and threw him. And now I'm gonna go do my. Oh, I'm gonna God, go do my yes. job. I'm gonna go do my job. Um, so uh, Shane Mercer ended up winning the uh, Wrestle Wars Heavyweight Championship. We had a dispute with him over bookings. He, I had to strip him of that championship at Wrestle Wars too. Unfortunately, I did not want to do that. I love Shane Mercer. I'm a big fan of his work. I wanted him to be my champion for as long as possible. Then this is the moment that'll shock the shit out of. Uh, I'll wait for Katie to get back for this. Um, then, Sorry to interrupt, the, boys. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, we, our presence has been graced by Mr. Brian Blade. Hello, Brian. Hope all is well with you, Brian. My, my friend. It's been a long time. I just mentioned oh, where you were. So and, I just asked where you were, and poof, here you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Not even, not even two minutes ago. I go. I know we have another caller. And poof. Yeah. Kate, go check uh, the board. It's, okay. it's, the, it's the Beetlejuice thing, Katie. <laughs> You said his name yeah. too many times. <laughs> uh, Brian, we were just talking about um, how Mickey gave us all a scare with her match with Paloma and having that concussion. Um, uh, but we'll we'll come back and talk about how influential you were with replanning this card because Steve Kane and Tony Rican didn't make it. Um, the match that we're on right now, Shane Mercer against Diamond Steel. I believe this was your first time meeting Shane Mercer. What did you think of him? Um. I, I mean, he's got a good look. He's a good worker. Um, 
seemed a little standoffish, I guess. Maybe that's because he was new and didn't know a lot, of, a lot of guys, I guess. Um, right, right, right. But, um, you know, someone, right. I would, someone I wouldn't mind working with in the future, one-on-one, that, or even tag match sometime. Yeah. yeah. Um, then uh, we talked about the moment that scared us all, Mickey Knuckles getting that concussion. This was the most insane thing ever. We did a battle royal, and Mickey comes up to me and goes, I need to win the battle royal. Are you sure you're okay to be in the battle royal? I'm fine. Mickey, are you sure? And her husband was there working that night, too, and her husband came up to me. She's, oh, he's like, she's fine. He's like, she's fine. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. So Mickey Knuckles went out and won a battle royal and was supposed to get a future shot. Uh, the the, the whole storyline that we were originally going for, uh, Steve Kane and myself, was Mickey was actually going to go head-to-head with Shane Mercer for that belt. He's going to blow the minds off everybody there because, uh, my God, if anybody, if, if you have not seen a Mickey Knuckles match, she is one of the most brutal and intense oh. women you will ever see in my in your life. Um, but yeah, I, you know. and I should have had her on my wish list for my birthday. Duh. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was kind of out of it in that battle royal. I she was, her. but you man, yeah. she, she. Uh, I, I wasn't going to argue with her. I, I know better than to do that because she's, you know, I, I've been at the receiving yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, you want to lose. Yeah. Mickey. I was going to say, you can only do so much if somebody keeps telling you they're all right. But, see, I mean, it's right. kind of yeah. hard to keep somebody. I mean, sometimes you can't just force somebody to not do something. You can only, right. only suggest, make a suggestion and hope for the best. Brian, yeah. we'll go back That's to your like- earlier matches. Here shortly, but the main event, it was Cody Jones, Diamond Steel, Jacob Black, and Justin Dynamic with Sean Shields taking on the team of Brian Blade, Eric Fantabulous, Shane Mercer, and Adam uh, Zach Booth with Adam Ward, Jim Spragan, and Victor Priest. Uh, in hindsight, I think we overdid how many people we had out there managing your team, Brian, but um, it worked. Certainly, there was a lot of heat by the end of that night. Well, with with all the guys we had out there, there should have been a lot of heat. I mean, we had we had enough guys to stir the pot. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, in the enough. end, Cody Jones, Diamond Steel, Jacob Black, and Justin Dynamic pick up a victory over uh, Brian, your team. But um, there was a lot of uh, just good stuff on this event. Um, Brian's earlier matches, he had a match uh, with uh, you teamed with Eric Fantabulous against two guys that I wish were still wrestling, Justin Dynamic and Sean Shields. They were the uh, reigning and defending NWA Tag Team Champions at that time. And those two, this, those, th- those two were a great team. That's something you don't get a lot of in wrestling anymore. Everybody wants to just stick two guys together and call them a tag team. It is very rare mm-hmm. that you find a tag team guys that have been teaming together for a while that have great chemistry with one another. And that's what you had with the Dynamic Shield. Yeah, I thought they could have done a lot, especially, you know, I don't know if they would, they ever made a big time, you know, like, in quote in quotes, big time. But I think along the independence, they would have, you know, they really could have done a lot of a lot of work and, you know, had a lot of great matches. And then one day, Sounds um, like... one day one of them just quit. Uh, and I, I, like I told you before, ah. I, um, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if either one of them is actually wrestling right now. I know the one quit. Wow. He, from what I know, he got a girlfriend and they got married or something, but she didn't like him yeah. wrestling. And that's the story. Yeah, I, that's, that's the story that's, I got. So, well, that's usually the way it goes. Um, so this was a great card. Brian and I came together. We had we we did not let 
Big Daddy Bogart this show when we found out that uh, T-Pain and Tony Rican were not going to make it. Uh, Brian Blade got back to the venue, and I said, look, this is what's going on. We don't have Silas. We don't have this. We sat down and rebooked the card with uh, everybody that was there, and uh, what I've gone over is what we came up with. And Brian was very influential in making sure that Wrestle Wars happened. Uh, I'm going to admit at this time that if um, if Brian Blade and I, if, if Friday night before Rebellion Rising, I told Brian Blade to bring his uh, ring from Nebraska, Rebellion Rising would have happened. Uh, Brian has been very trustworthy to me, somebody that's always had my back. I've had his. We've done shows together all over the Midwest. Um, unfortunately, COVID kind of messed up our plans for the summer. We were supposed to have Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson in. Um, you know, Brian knows his shit. There's a lot of people that have worked for Brian that word gets out, oh, he's not the – I don't care what you say. I know what Brian Blade is capable of. I've worked for, uh, several shows of his, never had a problem. He runs various states across this country, and I, 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 I don't mean to tattle on Brian, but Brian is one of the very few men that I know yes, you that do. walk into a town that nobody knows him and walk out with a paid show by the time he leaves that town. One of the very few men that I know that can do that, um, which is why I enjoy working for him, because he, he makes sure that things go down and do, go down right. Uh, and we and have fun when we too. work for him. Uh, the goal is always to make everyone happy, whether it's the fans, the workers, everybody. You know, everyone's got to work in conjunction to make things exactly. so they go. And if you want to return to a town, you know, you got to make sure everything. You make sure people are happy, and you know, whether it's the fans, the wrestlers, you know, the, the event staff, the people running the building, right. whatever. You know, it's it's so many little things that so many people don't get, and you know, and. When you're not running like a steady town once a month, like some people, you know, people don't understand. It's a little bit harder on a, on a lot of ends when you're running a new, you know, you're running, you know, different towns three, four times a month instead of just right. say, you know, staying in, you know, whatever in the city of Chicago or whatever for mm-hmm. right. and that's your monthly show and that's and that's all yeah and I and I've done the monthly thing before and it's great. I mean, I've worked for promotions to do a weekly thing before and. It, it, and that's a good deal for them too. The only problem you run into sometimes weekly is that you got to make sure you keep guys off the card every now and then because you can't have the same guys working every week. Well, and you can't have it get stale either. Right, and, and you know, and there's a different type of booking that goes into. You can book one way when you're when you're in a town once a year or whatever, or twice a year compared to how you have to book for something that's once a month. Mm-hmm. So and, and and the way your show has to flow and the way you know and what people expect because when when you're going to a different town you don't have to worry about a bunch of storylines you might want a storyline that goes through the show right but you don't need to worry about okay I got to get back I got to get this done so I can get to next month you just need to have a, a really good show so that when you do decide to come back people want to come back and see it so but I mean a lot of towns what we do are hard to get back to especially when we're doing so many, hard to get back right. to more than once or twice a year. Right. Well, and that's, that's what people don't understand with, uh, with the concept with MWA. MWA is not a consistent company that's going to come to a town and be there every month. We are a traveling company. Um, and that's the way, you know, everybody goes, well, you guys travel an awful lot. Yes. And the reason that this happens is because a lot of these events, like I said, have been bought and paid for. We're not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. If we've got somebody that's willing to pay us to do an event, we're going to do it. Um, 
that's, right. that's, that's the difference. And that's a lot easier to do than trying to than trying to you know put your own show on because there's a lot less to worry about, a lot less stress. Right. You know, uh, Steve used to sell a lot of shows back in the day too, and it, you know, it's one of those things. It's hard. It's not easy to sell a show. It's it's very difficult. No. There's, there's been very few instances of I myself being able to do it. That's why I like yeah. working for Brian Blade. It's somebody that I can learn from. It's somebody that I know I don't have to worry about a payday at the end of the night and, and it being a hot dog and a handshake uh, as some of these places have been. I know when I go to work for Brian Blade, I get there, my money's good. I don't have to worry about that. If there's somebody that wants to work for Brian and they come to me and ask me, Sean, is it a good place to work? Absolutely. You don't have to worry about that. You know, And Brian yep. has put in that word on the reverse for me because – we did have that instance in 2012, but I rectified the situation, and I've proven to Brian that, hey, if I'm going to do something and take my name to it, I'm going to make sure that I go balls out. You know, we're, we're, The other thing that uh, Brian is influential on, that it's one thing we see eye to eye on that a lot of promoters don't see the benefit in, is television advertising. We don't always do it, but when we do it, we see the results of it. Um, we did not have a lot of people. When you can do it, you need to do it. That's you know, when you when can we do, had it, our do event, it, you just got to look at the price sometimes, you know, depending right. where you're at. You know, well, like if you're in the, the you know, is, I get maybe get places that are in the city of Chicago. Like if you're in the city of Chicago, you, you're never going to get money. If you're directly in the city, you're never going to get the money out of it, what you put into it. Not a chance. Absolutely. No, no, there's no way. And you're going to spend too much. I've had this. I, right. I, I even had this problem. <clears throat> we ran into this with you running the ads for Janesville is trying to run it in the Rockford market. The Rockford market is more money. They consider that a prime mm-hmm. piece of marketing, and you're going to pay more for ads there. The other problem that we have run into now with doing TV ads is there is so much wrestling on, on network cable that you literally have SmackDown, Raw, AEW, and NXT. I would not bother um, with Impact. If their ratings go back up, then yes. But well, Impact Impact's four... running some good numbers now. I mean, Impact is actually yeah, you, running you in the hundred thousands. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 Mr. Man, who doesn't watch it on a regular basis, you have nothing to say. You can't say nothing. You're not watching it. They're bringing in new talent, and I mean, Eric Young is just blowing my mind. Rosemary's blowing my mind again, and now, with, especially with the crossovers. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really see Tay and Rosemary together, but I'm kind of liking it now. But I mean, like, you've got a lot of people. I mean, stuff's going on with one of the Deaners right now, and, and there's just an Eric Young. But I mean, like, well, I'll admit, I don't watch more, Impact myself, but I do, I or as I like, as I like to call it, Rosemary TV. But. <laughs> <laughs> they have talent that I work with, and there's talent there that I like. Yeah. But like back to the yeah. advertising, depending one, a lot I, of places don't have that channel. That's part of the problem. Right. Right. I don't even think. Yeah. Like, I don't enough. think Janesville has that channel. You can find anything I'm not sure. Yeah. Right. It can but, teach but, you how to find it. Upper, it's TV an upper level level channel. But, but, yeah, I mean, the thing like we, they, when you oh. advertise on it, one if it's cheap enough, oh, it's okay. Here, if you can find the channel here, because you want it, you your hardcore fans are watching Impact. One at a time, I will whip you. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. <laughs> December December eighth, Impact viewership seven hundred and fifty thousand. They're going up, man. Holy, We're getting holy. that. Holy. And holy. I mean, okay, so and, and back, back to the back, back to Rosemary. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think. Yes, I think, I think I need to find a, um, a Rosemary um, help group or something, because, because uh, yeah, um, I, I'm finding myself um, at the TV taking pictures of her, 
So um, yeah, oh, um, I think I need help. We'll, we'll talk more about well, that. I'm yeah. part of a game. Uh, I'm part of a demon assassin group, right? So yeah, I, I think I think I, I think I need help, guys. I think. What yeah. I want to talk and address uh, right now with Brian Blake and Steve <laughs> Kane is where we're going in 2021. I made a post the other day yeah. on Facebook that Brian and Steve and I are hopeful that maybe by October we can run a couple of events by the end of 2021. However, we're not doing anything until this vaccine not is doing in shit. effect. Um, until we know yeah. that it's safe. Um, that and, we, and, we've and got Sean, that you may not be able to this. take it. You may right. not be able to take it. You have asthma too. Right. So um, it's remember when the time is right. When the time is right, MWA will return, and Brian and I will be doing a lot of stuff. And um, you know, he'll be running all these states that he normally runs because you know the one thing that Brian runs a lot of is fairs and festivals. Those aren't happening. So. We've been on the sideline right. pretty much. Uh, he, he ran oh, yeah, I know fairs are happen this summer. Okay, I, I know uh, fairs and festivals aren't running. That's... Yes, I enjoy wrestling. I love wrestling. I love going in the events. But you got to understand, man, I'm also missing some good music, too. Okay? Missing music oh, festivals. A, a, a lot of going to the is fair. Of, is, yeah. Is having problems. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I miss, I'm telling you, I, I'm missing it all. I missed it all. It, like it February's is, coming. February's coming and that means the last that was the last time that Rosemary was here and she needs to come defend her Smash women's title and it and, and it's been like almost a year and uh yeah, she only comes once a year. But and that just didn't sound right. And it is I'm not gonna see her. I'm probably not gonna right. see her this year. In February. Well, hopefully by the end you of twenty twenty one I'm sure. Right. I'm um, well, and, so, and I've got some shows tentatively planned for April right now in Nebraska. We're hopeful. I'm hoping I don't have to move right. back again. Mm-hmm. Thinking we're probably right. going to have to. Kind of, they're smaller towns. It kind of depends. Yeah. You know, what wait, numbers it's, are, it's, what it's, vaccines are, what their, what right, their it's um, the health directors say. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, but hopefully, right. no matter what, this summer we're back at least doing fairs and festivals. I think. I think enough people should be able to have the vaccine the way it sounds. I don't mean they will, but, you know, right. by this summer that we could maybe get back to doing fairs and festivals just because, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I mean, one, we like gonna... to do it, but I think the fairs and festivals, you know, there's places that need to do this so they can start making money again on some of this yeah, stuff. But, right. and, but here's the thing. You have your anti-vaxxers, too. What about them? Well, well those, those are know, the ones. But that, that's that. In a sense, that's that's your problem. You know, if you think right. about it mm-hmm. in one aspect, if enough people are vaccinated, it really doesn't yeah. matter because mo- yeah. a lot of your anti-vaxxers by that time are probably anti-mask, anti-this, probably have already had it. Right. Yeah. So right, right, right. Maybe, maybe you know, not. That, yeah, we just yeah. have to. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, people got to act right. I'm starting to get really, really ticked off. They canceled Halloween. Now Christmas is canceled. Like, enough is enough, people. Okay? Please. It, it also act comes right. down to, you know, if if enough, you know, you, you still have what the, you know, a personal choice to yeah. come to that event and have that event. You yeah. can say, hey, you know, because like with a wrestling event or a concert or a football game coming up, you know, mm-hmm. just like they do like an and, auto and, race. And you, yeah, and you may have, to, and you may have to carry proof. It says yeah, they are not liable if you get hit by a race car part that flies into the stands and hits you upside the head. Yep. Right. Yeah, but you and also it, may have you know, to. And we won't be liable Sorry, for Katie. COVID if you don't if, if if you don't get you know if you're not vaccinated. You know, there's we yeah. can't force but it might come, as a might come right. people to be vaccinated or fans to be vaccinated. No, but, but you can talking. also look at the numbers. Right. Go ahead, Katie. You know you. you okay. Can say, you can say a place has. 
you know, okay, let's say Illinois has 7,000 cases today, but we get the vaccine in June, there's still, let's say for the state, there's 500 a day still or something. Well, that's not huge in the state of Illinois, where it's like 500 in the state of South Dakota a day still. Right. So you, ahead, know, you, can look at, you can look at different numbers and take different chances. Uh, but here's the whole thing, too, that you're going to have to look at. Some, I mean, they're not. They're saying they're not going to make it mandatory. I'm in Canada. They're saying they're not going to make it mandatory. But another thing they're saying is you may need proof that you were vaccinated to go certain places, to travel, to do this, to do that. And I think that's discrimination. You know, and especially well, if you're going into a different country, that's up to their country. You know, their country. You know, if you're coming into the United States, leaving the United States to Canada or whatever. You know, their country can make that mandatory. That I don't think that's discrimination. That's, you know, their country is trying to no, make sure their country okay. no, no, that's not the that's not the part. That's not the part that, that I find discriminating. The people like myself who may not be able to take the vaccine, I have COPD and bronchial asthma. They're already saying that mm-hmm. they're not sure if we can take it. And then they're also saying that we may have to carry around confirmation that we have been vaccinated in order to do certain things. You know, like the well, travel. I'm, I'm I don't, sure I don't give a shit about the travel. I'm sure they give you. They give you something that says you can't. Yeah. You can't take the vaccine, or you're not. The vaccine isn't. You know, recommended for you, I, and like you know, well, the, the but, people I, talking I, about like you're getting cards. You know, the card because you have to get two shots. So you, the card that they're giving you originally. Actually, um, then you obviously don't know anything about the Moderna vaccine. Then, then you don't know about the Moderna vaccine. That's only a one shot. And doesn't have to be uh, kept as, as much of a cold. That, yeah, and it doesn't have to be kept at 80 said, degrees I thought, Moderna, I, I thought they said the Moderna was still no, two no, vaccines Moderna, also. Was, no. You had to take two shots no. also. No, no. Um, no. But we're not going to get into a long no. discussion on this. COVID has definitely impacted the business, and we're, we're all upset about how it's impacted you started the business. And, uh, and our lives. Uh, Katie, you have every right to be upset. It's, it's definitely impacted our lives. Yeah, um, you started other, it, man. The other hope but hopefully Brian by late spring we get back to doing something. Right. Hopefully. The other hope that Brian and I have and Steve Kane have is we had a, a series of shows planned for the summer uh, with some names. Um, I was very much looking forward to working with Ricky and Robert. Um, I, I would love to sit down uh, and have a too. conversation with uh, Ricky and Robert. I think I've learned a lot from them. And uh, it's something that we hope we can make that date up in 2021 as long as everything comes to uh, the way it was before, but we're going to be doing a lot. Uh, you know, we're we're not when when this stuff goes away and we can kind of return to somewhat a new normal, we will be doing so. But we will also, at the same token, um, still be taking safety precautions. You know, if if there are people that are sick, you don't need to come to the show. And I'm not trying to be a dick when I say that. I no, cannot no, afford to have. I cannot afford you How? to have you make my whole 200 fan base sick plus my wrestlers and staff. Yeah. Exactly. You also get those people that, that, that don't want to be traced. They don't want themselves traced for COVID. Right. Okay. There's, you um, got those people too. So it's better. Well, like I said, if enough people are vaccinated, yeah. it's not going to make a difference in the end anyway. If enough people are vaccinated or have sure, it, well. it's not going to, because you, you know, if if somebody comes in that has it, they're not going to pass. You know, supposedly it sounds like you know they can't pass it on to the guy that's vaccinated. So if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't have to worry too much about it. Now, like you, like you said, you may not be able to be vaccinated. Or Sean may not be able to vaccinate, so you got to be careful. Right, right, yep. right, right. 
But we want, we want to be I careful. I have to be careful anyways. I have to be careful anyways. Like, no, I'm not, why do you think I have to give the flu shot every year? Because, well, uh, oh yeah, you, I get a cold. That can turn into bronchitis, and I was born with bronchitis. That can turn, in, for me, which I'm famous for, are lung infections. You know, wow. like, that, I mean, even, and or sinus infections. Oh, I love sinus infections. Those are my favorite in the whole entire world. But, but yeah, we'll take every you know, precaution like, necessary. And yeah, if that means not even taking cash yeah. money, we'll do that. Um, but, that's yeah, a harder, but I mean, but that, that, that's a little harder we'll too because not everybody has, okay, not everybody has a bank account and not everybody has a debit right. card. Okay? That's, right. that's discrimination right. too. That is discrimination. Well, no, we're not saying that's that what I'm talking about. We're not saying we won't that's take cash, saying. Katie. We're saying we're, we're yeah. going to make it another option to try to make it safer on no, everybody. No, I'm talking but in even, general. Yeah. Even, even, even uh, having people use their cards unless they do it online prior to getting there can be. Um, yeah. Uh, a bit of a, uh, a a a bit right. of a hassle because you've got to clean and sanitize those things after somebody uses it and touches it and then this whole thing, uh, you know. Yeah, I that's was why cap is started, I, I was hopeful when it started we'd be able to do shows with people wearing masks and sanitizer. And when Brian and I and Steve sat down and did mm. the logistics of it, we're like, "There's no way we can pull this off." Like you literally have to have a crew of people that are going to be cleaning everything on top of your staff that you normally have that's producing the event, and it just it. And your venue has to be gigantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going to have to have somebody on the washroom at all times too. Right. It gets very it's it's costly, and um, we don't have a problem with anybody that's doing it's, it's, shows yeah. right now. But oh, we uh, we we want to be safe rather than sorry. I'll be. I, I, I don't know how some people are trying to I pull off people, shows. I'm just going to say some people, but I don't know how right. some other shows are going pulling off either. When they can, in, even in other states that are, you honestly, know, where they Mr. say you can only have 25 percent capacity, I'm like, Gosh, how you does it not money? make you, you seriously? Do you not almost throw up in your mouth every time you hear something like that? Because I do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's like when I. I mean, you know, COVID is going to be being spread a little bit somehow or another. Oh yeah! I'm, oh my God! I, I'll be quite uh, no, no man. I'm not a germaphobe, okay? But to, to get the hell away from me! You know, what I, I mean, I will walk into the middle of the street to get away from people. You don't even know, okay? <laughs> I'm, I am that person um, on the transit. If your nose is sticking out of your mask, I will tell you pull it up. I had a woman who was old enough to be my own mother tell me she was going to kill me for saying it, okay? Last week. You don't even know. People are nuts. It's like, come on, act right, act right. right. Okay, you're telling me you're having problems breathing. Meanwhile, you're yelling and screaming at me. That takes more air than talking. So yeah, shush. You know? I don't and think we'll just... get the numbers down until probably mid-January because everyone's well, going to, you know, I, people oh, are going to yeah. be into different Thanksgiving and meet up for Christmas. Yeah, I, I and love then, y'all. You know, the I vaccine love, will start I, kicking in a little bit, you know a little bit, but. I, I love yeah. y'all, but me, me and my husband, when we look at the news, because he, he's, he's up for like two thirty in the morning, right? For work, so we'll be looking at the news, right? Because you got a twenty-four hour news station, right? And we, it's not like we take bets or not. It's like, okay, how many more cases is America going to have today? And you guys are going up by at least half a million per day. Yeah, it's, okay. it's crazy. And I'm going to say, I'm going to get this entire statement out without Kenny Bowen interrupting me. Okay. I understand America. I love you, America. Don't even get, go, don't even go there. Don't get me wrong. 
I understand that you like to win all the gold at the Olympics. I understand that you love the fact that you have a, a beautiful, wonderful military. I understand that you like to put a lot of your money into sports and, and, and into politics and everything else. I understand you like to be number one in the world in a lot of things, but do you need to get a gold medal in COVID too? Well, you and got I'm not a very trying to be funny. Point. I am yeah. not trying well, to be funny. I mean, there's, I'm there's, sorry. there's a lot of countries per capita giving us a a, a, a really big yeah, run for our Brazil, money. Brazil, France, England, Italy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, my personal favorite, my personal favorite, okay? South Korea says, yeah, we have cases. North Korea gave, gave South Korea shit and said, if you don't retract your statement saying that we have cases, there's going to be hell to pay. So what are they doing if they don't have cases? Everybody who has COVID is getting shot on site? Because they're saying North they have Korea, zero yeah. cases. They're saying we have we have sweet piss all in cases. We've got nothing. They, they shot a guy at the border the for having a COVID. Yeah. Wow. They shot Somebody, him right at the border for even. having COVID. Wow. All right, guys. Well, him in, I want to thank, <laughs> thank Jim Spragan and uh, Brian Blade for oh, joining Spragan. us for our Russell Wars. Our Russell Wars. Yes. Thanks, guys. Um, uh, Brian and I got and Steve got to work together uh, at. In Janesville um, earlier this year. Um, we will be returning to Janesville at some point. That was a very uh, fun show. We had lots of reason there and um, a lot of good matches. And, and the one thing that I'll I have a statement the next your... week too about places we're going that, and that we have that we're lining up for right. hopefully the summer. So yeah. um, it'll be. I'll put well, it on and Facebook I also and come, I hope you come back and, here. So. Yes. I hope yes. you come back here so I can pick your brain. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm the brain picker sponge girl, okay? Like, tell me a story. <laughs> I'll love you forever, man. Tell me a story, Uncle Blade. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian's got a lot of stories he can tell. He's traveled the road a lot. Um, the one thing that I want Brian to put over real quickly is we did not expect those guys from Revolution Wrestling to be as talented there's actually one guy that came from that group that Brian uses on the regular, and that's Tyler Bodine. Um, what did you think of Tyler when you first saw him? Because you tagged with him that night. Yeah, um, you know, big guy. Um, one thing about Tyler, he was willing to he was willing to learn and listen, and that's what I like. You know, he was green that night and kind of raw, and you know, he's getting he's gotten better and better. He's found himself over over you know the last few years about what character and you know what he wants to be. So yeah, I was. I like Tyler. He's a good guy. Like I said, he's always willing to listen. Um, he wants to learn more, and he wants to get better. And, you know, you can't ask for much more than that. Nope. And the other one that's uh, still wrestling out of that group is Zach Booth, who we need, uh, I need to put you in contact with to see if we can get him on some dates for 2021. Uh, love that kid. Very talented. Mm-hmm. Very impressed with his yes. work. Um, so we've got some stuff that is on the horizon, folks, with Brian Blade yeah. and MWA and – even some personal Yay. other stuff that I've got going on with some other promoters that yeah. we're talking about uh, in the new year. Um, yeah. And we've got a lot of Maybe we can even get this... Jim Spragan up for a couple shows. I'd, uh, I'd, love, oh, yeah. to, I'd love to have some uh, face-to-face stuff. Oh, <laughs> we can't do anything physical because of my hand, but, boy, uh, he and I can definitely uh, oh, spit some verbiage at each other. I think it'll be fun. That's... I would be up for that. Yes, uh, 
And, uh, you know, we have a lot coming up to the radio show in the new year. Uh, we'll be bringing back Wrestling Authority Radio with as many interviews that we can line up for 2021. Um, so that'll be coming back. want to remind everybody that we are off the air next week. Merry Christmas if you celebrate it. We will return to the airwaves on New Year's Eve for our 2020 year-end review where we'll be talking about a lot. Um, and that's when we'll be back here. Um, Brian, go ahead and put over your podcast. I know you're still working on that. Yeah, it's uh, just uh, I believe it's under uh, Brian Blade. I don't know. Let me let me look again. What is under this time? Let me change my thing around. Let me look real quick. They, they changed together, it around dude. like last week. They changed the whole thing to get around. Right now, I'm doing some college uh, college football podcasts, but just doing some. Uh, if you like bowl games, it's on Anchor and Spotify. So, um, yep. And, and so, while he's looking yeah. at that, and it's just up, it's it's just called Brian Blade Football Wrestling plug. Life and the Road. One at a time. You go and get Thank it. You. I tell you. All right, so it's Brian Blade still, Football so Wrestling Life and the Road. One more time, Brian. All right. All right. One more time. Just, it, it just look under Brian Blade. It says Football Wrestling and Life Life and the Road. I got some other. I got some stories up there from the road and. Uh, lately, I've been like I said, this last couple last couple days, I've just been doing some uh, college football bowl game podcasts, just some quick previews that are about six seven minutes long, just to give people a little uh, little insight into the bowl games coming up. Hopefully, they get played because of COVID. I'm a big football fan, so um, yeah, you can check it out there. Like I said, I got some stories, and I'll have some more stuff up here soon of wrestling stories. Excellent. Yay! Okay, Steve Kane. Tomorrow night, live from the Dean's Den, right after SmackDown. With Lee Walker. And remember, FS1, not Fox this week. FS1. You're going to have to remind me tomorrow. You know that, right? And quick reminder for every <laughs> AEW fan, AEW starts later next Wednesday. Rem- remind uh, Reminder of that. It'll start after later? the NBA. For, yes. Yeah, it probably won't start until oh, like 10 right. o'clock. Okay, my husband Darren's going to be quite pissed off because he loves himself from AEW, let me tell you, and he's gone to bed. Yeah, this is all, you know, approximate depending on how long the game is. Yes, yeah, how long the game is. Well, Please, it's, it's, no it's, OT. <laughs> right. All, all, all I, ha- all I, ha- yeah, that's what I have to say. All I have to say about American sports is you guys show too many damn replays, man. You're like, like you have to have every damn angle of of, of the shot, okay? <laughs> and football is worse, okay? Too you know many times football is overrun, and I've had to miss the Simpsons. That really pisses me off, okay? But I <laughs> yeah, mean, like, later. But hey, dude, I like to watch yeah. it when it's on. Okay? Well, it's just, it's you know, an extra half hour deal that you can hit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't have a I you don't know, have a DVR. So, after, <laughs> but you know what? What? You know, after it's called the Heidi game. Go look that Heidi up, game. and you'll find oh, out. Yeah. And you'll find out why why they do not yep. cut away from football anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh. What, what, did somebody um, flash or run naked or no, something? No, no. Look up the Heidi game. That's, 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 that's her homework. Don't, don't, don't give her a cue Google. in. Let her, let her fight no. it herself. Just just the Heidi game? The Heidi game, mm-hmm. yes. 
H E I. You all have a good night. I've got to, I've got to get yeah. going. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Oh, okay, it's right. Look right there. Click. It's right there. It's the Heidi game. Have a good one. 1968 American football. I'm just going to read this, Mother Chucker. Katie. Yes. Yes. Yes, darling. In about four weeks, we get a hockey boat. We do. We do. Four weeks. Yeah. Hockey. Yes, I'm you don't even know. And you want me yeah, but I don't. Up. But you know what? It may, I may, I may have hockey back, but that doesn't mean I have Don Cherry back. So is it really hockey yeah. night in Canada without Don Cherry? Because, <laughs> come on, well, new people that's stop. A different, okay, that's a different ball of wax. Let's just let's yeah. just be happy that there's yeah. going to be NHL action, hockey. and hopefully this year the Blackhawks won't suck. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What, I, what, I don't your know team, your team. Look at our freaking team, okay? They didn't like who the, the coach they were playing for, so they just said screw it and, and botched like half a season. Talk <laughs> about your team. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like oh, you. Let's not play for him and piss our fans off. <laughs> All right, oh well, my god! What a bunch of Yep. All right. <laughs> that's gonna do it for us Bye. tonight. Jim Dragon and Brian Blade. <laughs> Thank you to my co-hosts, who are the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. And the reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks, Kayana Katie. I'm still trying to figure out what happened at the Heidi game. <laughs> well, tell them what time it is, okay. and then you can look it up. Well, you know what time it is, folks? Merry Christmas, everybody, or happy yeah. Festivus, whatever you're celebrating next happy, week. Happy Hanukkah, happy, happy Festivus for the rest of us. Um, um, happy Kwanzaa, happy anything that you celebrate. I don't care. Everybody just get together as a holiday. Well, you can't get together. You're going to have to do it. Get together on Skype or Zoom or whereby one of those things. Yeah. We will see you all on the 31st of December, right back here on this program. Yeah. And we might be for schnicking. Get out of here. (laughs) See ya. Good night, everybody. Closing time Open all the doors And let you out Into the world Closing time Turn all of the lights on Over every boy And every girl Closing time One last call for alcohol To finish your whiskey Or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.